Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandma'sCatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. It's Thursday, July 28th. I'm Peggy Lowe, filling in for Nomeen Ujiadeen. Coming up, Kansas voters will soon decide whether to strip abortion rights from the state constitution and possibly open the door to a total ban. Do most Kansans support that? There are a lot of people in the middle who, uh, you know, may support some restrictions, but they also recognize that there are, are times and places where abortion is necessary. And on the other side of the state line, while the abortion issue has flooded headlines in the past few months, it's a debate that has long been raging. We've got a Missouri story from the early 1900s about a controversial figure named Doc Annie Smith. But first, some headlines. A North Kansas City police officer is being remembered as a community servant who will be missed beyond measure. Hundreds attended the funeral yesterday for 32-year-old Daniel Vasquez. He was shot and killed during a traffic stop last week. Across the street from the police department, workers at Concentra Urgent Care posted blue balloons and a large sign to honor Vasquez. Operations Director Shalette Sippel spoke to the community's bonds. Then after we found out what happened, there was no way we could just dismiss that. That's like our brother. Like, it's our community. It's very, you know, tight-knit down here. The procession ended at Whitechapel Memorial Gardens in Gladstone, where Vasquez was buried. Kansas and Missouri have begun receiving monkeypox vaccines. KCUR's Savannah Hawley reports on when you can expect to get them. Last week, the government delivered over 300,000 doses of the Genius vaccine, which prevents smallpox and monkeypox. Of those, nearly 500 doses will be sent to Kansas and nearly 2,500 to Missouri. So far, each state has received just over 200 doses, and the person needs two doses to be fully vaccinated. Missouri has reported five monkeypox cases and Kansas one. For now, the vaccines are available for people who have been exposed to someone with monkeypox or healthcare workers whose jobs may put them at risk of the disease. The World Health Organization has declared monkeypox a global health emergency. Kansas is joining a lawsuit fighting new anti-discrimination rules in federal school meal programs. But this isn't about food. It's an outgrowth of the debate over how to treat transgender students. Dylan Lyson of the Kansas News Service has more. Kansas Attorney General Derek Schmidt joined 20 other Republican state attorneys in the lawsuit. The states argue President Joe Biden's administration unlawfully added anti-discrimination requirements to federal food programs. Schools could lose student meal funding if they violate the rules. The case is part of a bigger fight over transgender students in schools. It's related to debates over which bathrooms they can use and transgender students playing on sports teams. Kansas voters will cast ballots next week on whether to strip abortion rights from the state constitution. As Dylan Lyson of the Kansas News Service reports, they could open the door for lawmakers to begin restricting it as drastically as they see fit. The proposed state constitutional amendment could lead to a statewide abortion ban. That's led some Kansans to come out in droves to oppose the ballot measure. Outside the Kansas State House in Topeka recently, hundreds of people gathered to voice that opposition. 
One protester, Shauna Williams of Topeka, says a vote for the amendment would let the state dictate what a woman does with her body when she is pregnant. You should have the freedom to decide whatever you want for yourself. Meanwhile, supporters of the amendment have held rallies in church sanctuaries. During a rally at Central Christian Church in Wichita, Matt Schlapp, chairman of the American Conservative Union, and his wife Mercedes campaigned for the amendment. Along with the Value Them Both Coalition, the main group supporting the amendment, the Schlapps argue the vote simply puts abortion policymaking back in the hands of lawmakers, not the courts. There is a way to talk about this in a common sense way, because at the end of the day, the vast majority of Kansas are they're with us. They understand the importance of this amendment to protect the women and protect our unborn babies. That could also allow lawmakers to take away abortion access completely. But the coalition won't acknowledge that. Instead, the coalition contends the amendment is not a ban on abortion, but a way to protect regulations that were blocked by state courts. Like a law that mandated specific safety inspections just for abortion providers. But when pressed by Steve Kraske of KCUR's Up to Date, Danielle Underwood would not say if she or the coalition supported new restrictions like a total ban. She's a spokesperson for the coalition and anti-abortion organization Kansans for Life. It doesn't really matter what my opinion is. It matters what the opinion of the people of Kansas is. Republican lawmakers have also been quiet on what could come next. Still, some said they've already drafted legislation for a full-on ban. Kansans for Constitutional Freedom, the campaign opposing the amendment, argues that shows they are trying to present an extreme decision to remove people's rights as a politically moderate choice. Ashley All, a spokesperson for the group, says that Republican lawmakers want to ban abortion completely. She says that's not what Kansans really want. There are a lot of people in the middle who, uh, you know, may support some restrictions, but they also recognize that there are, are times and places where abortion is necessary. Kansas polling by Fort Hayes State University appears to confirm that. The survey shows most Kansans support access to abortion in some cases. Yet it's unknown if a total ban is inevitable or impractical. Things could change depending on the general election. Democratic Governor Laura Kelly could win re-election and wield veto power. Or conservatives could keep or even gain more seats in the legislature and the ability to override her. It has pulled our Republican state politicians far more to the right compared to where most Kansans are on the issue. That's Alicia Doan, an abortion policy expert at the University of Kansas. She says abortion opponents focused on electing more lawmakers who support their cause. And the proposed amendment is the result of 30 years of work by those groups pushing for the same goal, a total ban. That's what this amendment is designed to do. And for a politician to not answer that um, is also disingenuous. Early voting on the amendment has already begun, and Election Day is August 2nd. All Kansas voters may cast a ballot, regardless of their political affiliation. For the Kansas News Service, I'm Dylan Lyson in Lawrence. Nearly all abortions are now illegal in Missouri, but this isn't the first time the state has banned the procedure. From the KCUR Studios podcast, A People's History of Kansas City, Mackenzie Martin has a story of Dr. Annie Smith, a figure from Missouri's mythology who performed illegal abortions in the early 1900s. Missouri has passed laws outlawing abortions in some form since 1825. 
But that didn't stop people from trying to terminate their pregnancies. Of course, most of the doctors who offered abortions did so in secret, so we don't know very much about them, with one major exception. Dr. Annie Smith. She is still a very controversial figure around town. That's Katie Ray at the Poplar Bluff Museum. If you talk to anybody about it, it runs the gamut of horrible butcher to champion for reproductive rights. Doc Annie, as she's called, graduated from osteopathic school in Kirksville in 1902. Shortly after, she and her husband opened up a hospital in Poplar Bluff where she treated women and children for all kinds of health problems, tuberculosis, appendicitis, arthritis. Over her long career, Doc Annie also provided a number of illegal abortions. Twice, she was charged with felony manslaughter after her patients died. But mostly, Doc Annie was trying to save women from their own botched abortions. One of the cases that Doc Annie had, the woman had done something to herself, and she was trying to fix it. Doc Annie was exonerated of both manslaughter charges by the Missouri Supreme Court in 1934 because the procedure was performed in a life-or-death situation, and in 1939 because there wasn't enough evidence that proved she was the person who did it. But despite being cleared of wrongdoing, her reputation took a hit. She started building a house outside of town, but died before it was complete. And that's when rumors started to spread that Doc Annie had been building an abortion clinic. According to KBIA's Show Me the State podcast, after her death, teenagers from all over town started exploring her abandoned home. Of course, the rest of the legend was that she kept these babies in jars and in formaldehyde and threw them down the pit. A lot of the rumors were that the well contained fetuses. And a group of us as teenagers would go out there and tell ghost stories most of these ghost stories were total fabrications. By and large, Doc Annie was just a doctor, trying to help women however she could. It made for a more compelling story for people for years, like the baby killer, go down into the, the woods and, and talk about how the, the souls of babies and Doc Annie will come and get you. <laughs> this is Parker Smith, Doc Annie's great-grandson. He says she also facilitated a number of adoptions, once, Doc Annie herself adopted a child from a patient. It was just interesting to see, like, just the different ways that she cared for patients. When the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade last month, Missouri only had one remaining abortion provider for the entire state. But after the trigger ban took effect, that service is now only an option in cases of a medical emergency to save the patient's life. But just like Doc Annie experienced nearly a century ago, those circumstances aren't always clear. A chief medical officer at Planned Parenthood told Congress this month that Missouri's law is putting patients' lives at risk. In order for doctors to avoid prison time, doctors must now contemplate how sick is sick enough before providing life-saving abortion care. Meanwhile, the subject remains a touchy one in Doc Annie's hometown of Poplar Bluff. She's been mostly erased from the public history there. That's something Katie Ray wants to see changed. History is history. And, and it is what it is, and we can't get rid of our history. So that's why I feel very strongly that she should be included in the museum. For Parker Smith, it's Doc Annie's dedication to her patients that inspires him today. You know, she was just trying to do her job and trying to save these women's lives. And right now, he's taking that lesson into a second year of medical school at Mizzou. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Mackenzie Martin.
Hear more about Doc Annie Smith on a new episode of the podcast, A People's History of Kansas City. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Peggy Lowe, filling in for Nomeen Ujiadeen. This podcast was produced by Byron Love and Trevor Grandin and edited by Gabe Rosenberg. You can find more stories from our newsroom at kcur.org, where you can also find our live stream. If you like Kansas City Today, help us out by sharing the show with your friends or leaving us a review on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening. Hey, I'm KCUR Studios intern Paris Norvell. Every episode of A People's History of Kansas City dives deep into a particular person's story, and there's over like 20 episodes ready for you to check out right now. Like one about a Wyandotte woman who fought to protect a sacred burial ground, or about how Walt Disney's best friend actually first drew Mickey Mouse, though he didn't get all the glory. And there's a lot more stories just like those ready for you to enjoy in the People's History of Kansas City vault. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.